Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, g'day, welcome. Thanks for being here. This is Osher Ginsberg, Better Than Yesterday. I'm the Osher Ginsberg part of that sentence, and this show is called Better Than Yesterday. It's a podcast to help make your day-to-day better than yesterday, something you hear on this show, and every show will do just that. That's the promise of the premise. Very quickly, we are, before I get into the next couple of ideas for 2023, which I'll talk about in a second, tickets are on sale right now for the live shows that we're doing. We're doing gigs in starting January 27th on Fridays at the Factory Theatre, only 20 bucks each. The ticket uh, links to the tickets are in the show notes. Come along. It'd be so, so much fun. And uh, it's a way to kind of appreciate the news of the day without being overwhelmed in horror because it's, you know, it's so bad at the moment. You just have to laugh. And so we've tried to make it as as funny as we possibly can, and it's worth it because it works. It's really fun. We did it the other day, and um, yeah, I can't I can't wait to do it again. So yeah, January twenty seven is when we start. It's the first couple of Fridays of the year. Um, we're on Fridays, a couple of weeks of it. So um, yeah, tickets in the show notes. Get amongst it. If you didn't listen to last episode last Friday. This is a concept that I started a couple of years back with 20 ideas for 2020, but look, we're up to 23 ideas for 2023 and it's gotten so massive, we're going to, I've broken it into chunks. So what is this? It is an annual exploration into possibility. If you haven't heard the first five, that was last week's episode, go back, give it a listen. I covered sovereign wealth, kids cartoon theme songs, social media companies, protecting child stars and gamifying the behavior of our politicians. It's a lot of fun. So let's crack on with number six. And uh, ooh, we're getting right into the deep end here. Number six is to think about wouldn't it be interesting and I wonder what would happen if we had building efficiency standards that align with our nation's decarbonisation goals. Like there's no point putting a price cap on energy if we're still allowing houses to be built which let that energy slip out between the cavernous unsealed gaps between the sliding balcony doors or the woefully under-insulated walls and roofs. 
Every single bit of either hot or cool air that escapes a room after being made by a heater or air conditioner is another couple of cents in your power bill vanishing into the atmosphere, meeting up with the carbon <laughs> that created it. It's like never fixing a dripping tap and then being shocked when you see your water bill. We don't have to invent new building codes. I saw some research the other day published by the Queensland University of Technology, QUT. Building codes which apply for very similar climate zones to Australia, so both in the US and in China, this couple of cities there that they identified, those building codes which have already been written could easily achieve a saving of between 20 and 25% of energy costs. That is not just energy saved, that is money saved. That is humongous. 20% less energy consumed means 20% less energy generated means capacity issues are addressed. Like it's all there, all right? It's, come on. Over the next 30 years of your mortgage, 20 to 25% of your energy bill saved every time that bill comes in, that is a huge amount of money. Get those building codes sorted. Get efficient. Get it done. Number seven, the seventh idea of possibility. Wouldn't it be interesting? And, and we're on while we're on standards, how would it be if we got our vehicle efficiency standards to a better place? Uh, we have some pretty good vehicle efficiency standards, certainly when it comes to safety. We are amazing. It's something that we can be proud of in Australia, yet our emissions standards and our efficiency standards for the, the same very safe cars are some of the worst in the world. If it's against the law to sell a car in Australia that emits anything above a certain amount of CO2 per 100 kilometres, then innovation and economies of scale from the people that make those cars would mean that we are able to buy something more efficiently at a comparable price. We have form in this area. I am old, all right? And, and I'm old enough to remember when we as a community decided, yes, we will no longer sell cars that have engines in them which need, need leaded petrol. There was a date on the calendar after which you would no longer even be able to buy leaded petrol. In 1979, they gave us seven years. And from the 1st of January, 1986, that was it. There were no more cars that were on sale that needed leaded petrol to run. We didn't suddenly stop getting from here to there. Didn't end up that in you know, January 2nd, 1986, we all just walked. The manufacturers met with the new laws. They had plenty of time and they got it done. They're smart people. They will figure it out. If we put those efficiency standards up, we'll not only get better cars, cleaner cars, we'll get cheaper cars because the energy that is the most efficient, well, it ain't petrol and it doesn't emit carbon into the atmosphere, that's for sure. Okay, number eight, on manufacturing. <laughs> Wouldn't it be interesting? What if, when it comes to manufacturing, offsetting the embodied carbon of a product is calculated into the price of that product? Since the start of the Industrial Revolution, the environmental cost of manufacturing has never been paid either by the manufacturer or by the end user until now. You and I are all paying and global warming is the cost that we pay for the environmental damage caused by things, products, manufacturing, transport, our food supply, from cars to 
cans of beans, every single product that we buy has an amount of CO2 that has been emitted to create that product. The life I have has a huge amount of carbon embedded into it. So putting a price on that carbon, let's say to offset that carbon, after a few years of that price appearing on shelves to show that while the price, like similarly to the thing we did with cars, you know, you have like, okay, so for three years, we're going to put the price on this. We won't charge it, but for three years, you're going to see how much it would cost if we did charge it. So a few years after a few years of that price appearing on shelves to show that while the price of this can of baked beans is 90 cents, under that price, the embedded carbon or the EC cost would be displayed and it's calculated using standards that all manufacturers must adhere to. It takes into account the carbon emissions of things like fertilizer, harvesting, washing, prepping, transport, even the manufacturing of the can and the label. That costs, you know, after, you know, 100,000 cans or a million cans, could only be eight cents. However, if one baked beans company chooses to fertilize using regenerative farming techniques, uses a logistics partner that has electric trucks for their transport, powers their processing plant off the biogas produced by the waste products of the previous crop, maybe has a can that has been recycled with clean energy, then their embedded carbon cost might only be one or two cents. Now, I don't know about you, but if it's the difference between buying a 98 cent can of baked beans or a 92 cent can of baked beans, which one are you going to get? Come on. We always go the cheaper price, don't we? If you give manufacturers a few years of just showing their customers this is what the price is going to be when this law comes in and, and a clear trigger date for everybody, look, it could be really interesting to see how things change. Oh, all right, number nine. I'm going to have to have a drink before I get to this one. Wouldn't it be something if we raised the age of criminal responsibility to at least 14 or even older, whether we like it or not. When we put a child in detention, we are criminalizing what is essentially a trauma response. Kids as young as 10 go to detention, 10, 11, 12, it's bonkers. By putting these children in detention, we set up a self-perpetuating negative cycle of traumatic incarceration, reoffending and further incarceration. It just goes on and on and on. The human cost, the cost to us as a country, the broken people, the broken families, absent parents, it's just absolutely devastating. And in more than half of the time, it is futile. In Australia, 53% of all people released from prison return to prison within two years. That should tell you everything about how well our system of rehabilitation around criminal behaviour is working. In Australia, the age of criminal responsibility is 10 years old. Look me in the eye and tell me that a 10-year-old child, an 11-year-old child, has reached a level of cognitive development to consider the long-reaching implications of their actions or the consequences of being called or labelled a criminal for the rest of their lives. Briefest glance at the research around behavior that we classify as criminal by children of that age, it shows that that sort of behavior is a direct response to trauma, to neglect, or unaddressed physical or mental illnesses. 
criminalizing a trauma response in a child instead of treating the underlying causes of that trauma, it's like putting a plant in a cupboard and then being angry at it that it didn't flower. So you keep it in the cupboard for longer, this time without water. Yeah, that'll teach it. Understanding how untreated trauma can lead to criminal behaviour, traumatic contact with the justice system, traumatic incarceration, and then the responses to those traumas, it's a very difficult thing for us to think about. Lock them up is a thing that we hear. I get it. I understand that. I understand the idea of lock them up. And indeed, in the case of some very dangerous people, it is an appropriate response. Absolutely. But what kind of society are we to put children into a prison system that not only further traumatizes them, but in itself is not primarily designed to help people who are in that system? It might take a family-wide intervention. However, if that intervention keeps that child safe from a cycle of abuse, maybe not only in their family, but also in the prison system, a system that you and I pay for and therefore are responsible for, surely, surely that's something that feels like the right thing to do. Okay, I can't leave you there, so I'll get out on this one. This one's kind of interesting. It's got nothing to do with anything, but it is about kids. As number 10, wouldn't it be fascinating if we taught even the youngest of kids the rules of the world and even the universe that we live in. We teach them the alphabet. We teach them numbers. But very, very little about the basics of how their world changes around them. There's a set of laws in physics which explain and describe an enormous amount of how the world works. And when you know them, it makes what you see and how you appreciate the world around you far, far less mysterious. Now, even the youngest of children can actually understand this stuff. Yes, it's physics, but using the right language and the right explanations, really little kids get it. So we should make it part of the curriculum. So wouldn't it be interesting if we made it part of the curriculum? Along with the alphabet, along with basic maths, what if we taught little kids the laws of thermodynamics? I know it's a big word, but they're actually pretty simple. And they help you understand how so much of our world works weather, how the ocean moves, how you cook food, the movement of large crowds of people, how things are manufactured. All these things can be understood once you know these laws. And wildly, they can broadly help you understand things like economics, stock markets, and in some cases, human relationships. Things move in similar ways based upon these laws. If you don't know them, here they are. I'll try and find a way to say them as simply as possible. So the first rule of thermodynamics, number one, is that the energy gained or lost by a system is equal to the energy lost or gained by its surroundings. Very simply put, say we're cooking dinner. The amount of energy my stove used to cook my dinner is equal to the amount of energy the fry pan gained to heat up plus the amount of energy it took to heat the air around the stove. Make sense? Right. The second one is that natural processes tend to only go in one direction towards less usable energy and more disorder. Like, say you, you know, summertime in Australia, you've got the pool going on, you're running the hose. How the water at the nozzle of the hose looks like a solid tube of water. However, a few meters away, that water is all over the place. 
when it's energy, that disorder, the word for that is called entropy. Another way of describing the second law of thermodynamics is that unless it's blocked or pushed by something else, energy always flows in one direction, from more concentrated to less concentrated. It always flows from a higher to a lower temperature, a higher to a lower pressure, and a higher gravitational potential to a lower one. So that's objects falling or water flowing. The third law of thermodynamics is the colder and colder we get, the closer to absolute zero, which is negative 273.15 Celsius, that disorganization, that entropy, that approaches a, a constant value. So things stop getting disorganized. Things get less and less disorganized the colder we get. And there is another one. There's a fourth one which came after, but they didn't want to have it, the four laws of thermodynamics, so they call it the zeroth law. Weird word. That if two systems are in thermal equilibrium with a third system, then they are in, in equilibrium with each other. All right? That's how you can have things like thermometers. Now, once you know those four things, you start to see the world all around you in ways, in ways that these four laws work, and you can broadly begin to anticipate how things in your world might might react if you heat something up or you let go of a balloon or like I, I spent the afternoon yesterday this is, it was so fun wolf and i we were hot rodding paw patrol hot wheels cars with um electrical tape a silicon gun tube and a party balloon and um we were making balloon engines for the paw patrol cars and i was using the thing that we made to talk about this stuff with him. He was, and he's all over it. He completely gets it. He's three. He's three. He gets it. The energy pushing one way makes the thing go the other way. At first, when the balloon starts going down, it's got a lot of force and then less and less useful that balloon gets, the, the less force it's got, the less, he gets it. He understands it. Kids can get it. Far out, man. That's five. Okay. So whew, I'll see you next week, I reckon. I'll come back with the next five or more. It's 23 to get through. I don't know how many weeks we've got it. I'll, I'll figure it out. Thank you very much to Andy Ma who cut this episode. Thank you very much to Rachel Barrett, uh, the executive producer of The Lot of Everything. Just another reminder to grab your tickets to the live shows we're doing. They start January 27th for a couple of Fridays in a row at the Factory Theatre in Marrickville. It's a live satirical news show. It's me and a bunch of other people on stage telling you the news of the day in a way that will be as awful as the news is, but hilarious. That's the promise. I guarantee it. Uh, it's called NTN NNN. Nighttime National News Network, National Nightly News. I can't remember. Why did I make a show that's so hard to say? Uh, tickets are available in the link in the bio. Get around it. It'll be a ton of fun. Come more than once because the show will be different every single time. I'll be there. We can say hi to each other. I, I miss everyone. I'd love to see you again. I'll be back next Friday as we continue our list of 23 ideas for 2023. Have a safe New Year's Eve. Be careful. Look after yourself. Have fun. Look after your friends, family. Get some sleep. Keep breathing. I'll see you on the other side. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash press on and use code press on 25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and press on falsies. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 